here. I just posted a post on Facebook that said this. Do not allow your insecurities to make you insecure. And when I posted that post, I was prompted to go ahead and get on Instagram and to get on uh, wherever, wherever you guys listening or watching later to let you guys know, man, uh, and to encourage those who may be struggling with insecurities and also to help people who may be insecure. But I have a post here. Uh, I, I kind of elaborate a little bit more. I want to read this real quickly and then kind of break it down layer by layer so that we can be able to learn um, how to not allow our insecurities to make us insecure. It says to not allow insecurities to make you insecure means that you refuse to let your insecurities define or control you. You can't control what insecurities rise, but you can control if you ride that insecurity. Because the longer you ride an insecurity, you then become insecure. And a lot of people are insecure today because they never allowed those insecure places to be secured. And the reason why it's not secured, because we haven't secured it in a place that's greater than any other securable places on earth. It says to not allow insecurities to make you insecure means that you refuse. You refuse. That means you refuse for your use to be used in a certain kind of way. It says it means that you refuse to let your insecurities define or control you. An insecure person is a person who has allowed their insecurities to define them. So they identified themselves or sub-identify themselves in their insecurities, causing them not to secure anything around them. God wants us to be securable people, people who can secure a relationship, people who can secure a marriage, people who can secure children, people who can secure. And insecure people can't secure anything. One of the most dangerous places or people to be around are insecure people because they're defined by the insecurities and you never know an insecure person sometimes you don't know they're insecure until something you do securely offends their insecurities see when you're a secure person insecure people sprout up you begin to notice different things because you secured or you may be a person that notice your uh, uh, uncomfortableness when you find someone that walks by you who's more secure in the area but we have to become people who do not allow our, our ourselves to be defined by insecurities or to allow them to control us. Next point. Instead, you choose to rise above them and find your sense, sense, greater sense, right? Find your sense of security in something greater, right? It says becoming secure in Christ refers to finding your identity, worth, and confidence in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Here are three points. We're going to talk about three points in a minute. But here's what I wrote here, right? It, it shows that it says that in order for us to be secure people, we have to find our security in something greater, right? And so if you if you find your security and your identity and your worth and your confidence in, in your job or your confidence in your money or confidence, identity or worth in anything lesser than God, then my friend, you won't be able to survive because all it takes is for you, for you to be insecure is when your money gets funny. All it takes for you to be insecure is when people walk out on you. It says be, uh, becoming secure in Christ refers to finding your identity, worth, and confidence in. Where do you find your, what, what, where is your identity in? What is your worth in? What is your confidence in? Your confidence can't even be in you. Your worth can't even be in you. Your identity can't even be in you. It has to be something greater. Our confidence and our security must stem from something greater. If not, when something great comes up against us, we are connected to something greater. You don't want something that's good.
Number one, let's start. You don't want something. You don't want to be in something bad. You don't want to be even in something good. You don't even really want to be in something that's great. You want to be in something greater. Because no matter what happens in the bad, you are connected to greater. No matter what happens with a good thing, you're connected to something greater. No matter if you use, lose a great thing, you're still connected to something greater. And that's God. All of us find our confidence, worth, and our identity in something that we are in relationship with. Relationship, for those who've been following me, you know what I mean by that. It's relate on ship. And I say all the time, don't get on a ship with someone that you don't relate to. Some of us are late to the party to relate to God and relate to ourselves. Therefore, we get into relationships with people that are not good sailors. Their ship done crashed so many times. Now you want to get on a ship with someone who can't sail ships, not even a mile off of the harbor. But when you understand relationship, you'll be like, okay, what is my relationship with money? What is my relationship with people? What is my relationship with my career? What is my relationship with all these different things? And if my relationships or my identity, worth, or confidence are in my relationship solely in those things, then I won't be able to last long with those things. So no matter how bad the situation, no matter how good the situation, no matter how great the situation, in order for you not to be insecure, if those things fall apart in your life, you have to be connected in something greater. Becoming secure in Christ refers to finding. You got to find it. Like finders keepers, man. Like those who go and try and aim to find, those people keep things over time. Finders keepers. Like 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 the more you go after something and begin to find in the word of God, find in the different things of God, uh uh uh, uh what it means to identify with God, what it means to find my worth in God, and what it means to find my confidence in God, when you find it and you work hard and look for it and you really begin to uh, develop the disciplines in it, then my friend, you're here to win it. And so the, Christ has to be it. Why? Because he's the one that paid the payment. Like if I want to go to a basketball game, an NBA game, if I want to go to the NBA finals right now and, and I go to the uh, <clears throat> box thing to go get tickets, if it's not in my name or if it's not <clears throat> in a name that gives me access, I can't get into the game. Because it's in the name, I can get in the game. And because we're in Christ, we're able to be securable or secure individuals in certain places. God needs secure people to secure people, right? And if and if we don't find it in Christ, the one that paid the payment, the one that gives me the access, the one that paid the price for me to be able to have this life and life more abundantly, then my friend, I won't be able to really find purpose. I won't really be a person um, that that's focused, right? So our confidence, our worth, and our identity must be in our relational Christ. That's why a lot of Christians are insecure. That's why a lot of believers are insecure because they don't have no relationship. We don't even know what a relationship with God looks like. We don't even know how to develop one because we don't understand the context of the words. We got to be able to say, okay, in order for me to have a thriving relationship, number one, I got to relate. Do you and God relate? I got to ask myself, do, am I relating to God? Do you know the price that was paid for us to relate to God and for us to have a relationship? Like, like when, when Adam and Eve was in the garden, that was the greatest moment before Christ, where man was able to relate to God. They, they, there was nothing that separated them in their relating ability, right? But when sin came in and they chose sin over God, then all of a sudden there was a separation because God can no longer relate to man anymore because God doesn't have sin. And because man has sin, there was no relationship between God and man because there was no relatability. And God oftentimes before before the son was beginning to find under the son different people that he can kind of get things done with. But it was through the life of Christ and, and, and him sending his son 
that paid the price for us to have his spirit again. That's why the Holy God said, man, he's looking. Jesus said, my father's looking for worshipers, true worshipers who will worship me in spirit and in truth. God is looking for people that worship in spirit. Not in flesh, not in body, but in spirit and in truth. It's hard for me to be a person of worship if I'm not tuned into my spirit, the spirit of God. If I'm not in tune or, am I, or I'm not willing to be truthful. Then when we uh, submit our lives and the goodness of God draws us to repentance and we begin to see our eternal need and reliance on God. Then we'll stop lying to ourselves and then we'll accept Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And then his spirit will come in us. Now, because the spirit of God is in us, the Holy Spirit. Now, God, the father has himself inside of us through his spirit to relate to again. Now we can actually have relate. And now we can actually since we relate now we can go on. We can get on. Right? Before you can get on a ship of purpose, before you can get on a ship and sail and prevail, right? You got to be on. And if you don't relate, you can't get on. And if you're not on, you cannot sail. And it's crazy how people are don't even know their value in God and how God relates to them. Therefore, they don't know how to relate to themselves. In order for me to relate to myself and for me to relate to my wife and for me to relate to my daughter and for me to relate in whoever I need to relate to, I got to first relate to God. I got to then relate to myself if I really want to have wealth in those other areas. So relationship with Christ is important and we have to be intentional and we have to be serious about it or all of our relationships will crumble. All of our relationships will sink. Everything that we ever do won't fail, will not prevail. It will fail because we find our confidence, we find our worth and we find our identity in everything else but God. I want you to post right now. If you're watching live, post right now live. Or if you're watching later, post in the comments, what are some things that people find their worth and identity and confidence in that causes them to be insecure? What are some of those things? I give you all an opportunity to post those in the chat. And those who's watching later on YouTube or Instagram, you can also comment below. What are some things that people find their identity, they find their worth, and they find their confidence in? Let's see if we can get some engagement. What are some of those? Some, what are some of those things that people find their identity? Social media, good. Social media is big. People find their identity in their need to be social, and now because we're social through uh, through mediums of media, we don't even really know how to be authentically original human beings. And now we're going through a machine. We're going through a device to find life. We and and all of a sudden, as soon as I see a comment. As soon as I see a, 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 a unsubscribe or unfollow, all of a sudden, now you become insecure. Now you start questioning your gifts. Now you start becoming overly ambitious to be successful because you want to prove to that one commenter that they should have never wrote and commented. Right. And, that, and that, that sabotages our security. Whether people watch your videos or not. What? Listen, do you know there's eight people on my live right now? And I'm going to preach and teach as if there's eight thousand that I've learned long time ago that God told me, son, you cannot be immersed in, in how many people are there. Because all that matters, if I send one person to watch the video, that one person is worth everything that you put into that video. But I used to be that person. I was like, man, I used to look for my triple double. <laughs> I used to look for triple double. When I was younger in ministry, I was uh, younger in ministry with social media. I was like, man, how many likes did I get? How many comments did I get? How many shares did I get? 
<laughs> how many followers? I was like, I wanted a quadruple double. Then how many subscribers? How many likes? How many comments? How many shares? Boy, that thing made me so insecure. <clears throat> when when moments came and, and the videos wasn't rocking and people wasn't liking, and then I started I started preaching at the level of the viewer. And how many viewers I had. But now God transformed me over the years. Man, said, man, I don't care if it's two people, seven people. That's not embarrassing. I used to get embarrassed back in the day when, when lives first came out. I was like, ain't that many people in the live. Now, I don't care if there's two people. I was just on YouTube. And it wasn't that many people on that YouTube live. I'm on Instagram live. It ain't only but nine people. But I'm going to teach you it like it's 9,000. Because you guys matter. And, and if and if we if we get so caught up on our online numbers, then we won't maximize the numbers in our offline, right? We also have someone that says, "Oh, hey Joe, oh that was Captain Thirty Two Hundred Two who says social media." Oh, hey Joe says goals and ambitions. We cannot find our identity or allow ourselves to be find our worth or confidence in goals and ambitions because what if the goalpost is moved? <laughs> what if the goalpost is moved? You had a goal, but the goalpost was moved. You see what I'm saying? Well, selfish ambition is dangerous. You can't even have your worth, identity, and confidence in your ability to achieve. Because what happened when the very thing that makes you successful no longer works anymore, no longer is impactful anymore? Now you find yourself insecure. Now you find yourself not 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 worthy and not confident and not and not strong in your identity. The believer was meant to be the person who has the strongest in their identity, who are the strongest in their identity, who are the most confident and who are the most uh, walks with dignity because they know their worth. Imagine the value the value of a person rises the more they know who they who they are in Christ, the more they know uh, where their confidence lies and where their worth lies. Because no matter what happens in the earth realm, if a person's security, identity, and self-worth is in eternity, nothing in the earth realm can affect them. Armani says, Major salute, Coach Josh. We appreciate We appreciate you too, family. Salute to you back, my friend, my friend, my friend. George says, prioritizing church image over God. We okay, now we now we we, we, we y'all don't warm me up with the other two. Now, now we getting deep. A lot of people have allowed themselves to be identified. They have, a lot of people have allowed their identity, their worth, and their confidence to be in churchianity and not Christianity. Like, like who cares about the church image if the church image don't match the image of Christ? A modern day churches are pathetic. Like, like the church in America and the Western type church is 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 not a church. It's a is a coven. Uh, I think what you call it, whatever whatever them people call it. It's 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 it's, it's full of witches and devils and, and and hired men who don't even love God who were sent to be in a church to cause division. You see what I'm saying? And so when we get so caught up in based in our imagery, based upon whether we Kojic or PAW, non-nominational or or these modern day uh, churches, mega churches. And then all of a sudden we start we start carrying the banner of the logos of our churches and not the Legos. You see what I'm saying? Now, all of a sudden, we don't bear the image of God anymore. We bear the image of a graven image. The Bible says he talks about uh, don't even create a graven image. Like, like, how many of us have developed an image of God that ain't God? Images matter. That's why the devil, why, you, why look at pastors today. Why do you think pastors don't wear suits no more? Doctors wear, uh, uh, lawyers wear suits. Presidents wear suits. Uh, congressmen wear suits. Judges wear suits. 
all these people of prominent positions wear suits and the pastor's position is that a prominent position? Do you see the diluting of the man of God in the eyes of people, making them effeminate, making them look like women, making them dress like the world? And we've now downgraded subconsciously the, the respect and the honor. Because if you downgrade uh, the, the responsibility, that's why the lead pastor, that's dangerous. Leading what? What, what happened to the shepherding pastor? And when you look at these different terminologies, you begin to see how the carnal, how carnality has crept into the churches. And now we're not building Christians. What KB say? A church full of, 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 of Christians, but empty of conversions, something like that. Like a true Christian is a person who's converted. And so what happened, these mega churches are suffocating, or churches, period. These, these modern day influenced by the world churches are suffocating the actual convert. Now the person who's actually converted is now, is now being suffocated through what's been perverted in the church. And now they're not being fed. And now the church, the pastors are only feeding the dead. I didn't mean to get on that soapbox, but I got on it anyway. But we have to bear the image of God. Holiness is still good. Like living a righteous life and, 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 and being a, a submissive to the things of God and, and really allowing the, in, the invisible work of the Holy Spirit to, Im, to materialize the immaterial of love, joy, peace, long etc. So that we can be people that can be impactful. And so, yeah, it's crazy out here. And, and so it's very important that we don't find our security in anything else. <clears throat> our security must be in something greater because no matter how bad it gets, no matter how good it gets, no matter how great it is, if I'm tied to, if I'm tied to something greater, no matter what happens in those different areas, I will still be connected to someone greater and my insecurities won't make me an insecure person. Now, I do have some points here of traits of an insecure person. An insecure person, number one, they try to make you feel insecure. They try to make other people feel insecure. Insecure people don't like to be around secure people. Insecure people don't want to be around secure people. Secure people makes them feel uncomfortable. So they try to attack the secure person. That's why I told my niece the other day, I said, be very careful of the, uh, 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 be more observant of the character traits of the people that you may uh, look up to or whatever. Because when these people are, uh, um, like, for instance, if they talk bad, like mockery is a sign of insecurity. That's when people mock Jesus. I'm like, you must know Jesus real. <laughs> because why mock something you don't believe in? Think about that. If you mocking something, then you're mocking something that you are that you know is real. You see what I'm saying? The God of Israel. You see what I'm saying? So they try to make you feel insecure. That's a sign of an insecure person. They always try to tear you down. To their level. That's why do not allow another person's insecurities make you insecure. Never. That's why they say two people arguing from a distance both look like fools. The person who walks away is really the winner. Those who those who talk the loudest is really the loser. That's why I say if you hear them before you see them, don't trust them. Next, they frequently humble brag. They always talk about what they got going on in their life. That's the insecure person. And you got to look at your life too as well. I got to look at my life too as well. We all got to look at our lives all the time because insecurities can sprout up anytime. And in any moment that you find yourself not confident in Christ, find your worth in Christ or find your identity in Christ, you may start humble bragging. We may start uh, uh, tearing other people down because their walk with God and their success is making us not feel successful. Number three, they need to showcase their accomplishments. That's one thing about me, man. I, God, I'm glad God really uh, uh, did this in my life, man. Like, like people don't even know. Most people around me don't know how many books I've written. 
It's crazy. There's people right now that have worked with me for two or three years. People who's been around me two or three years. People who's been going to the same church with me don't know I wrote 10 books. They don't know. They don't need to know. Because the impact of them finding out from third party people, then me, it makes a great impact. That's why the Bible said, let another person praise you, not yourself. And we all got to just say, God, you, you will reveal our, our accomplishments at the right time. Secure people know that I got a greater work to do. <laughs> That's why I'm already on book number 11. I got a greater work to do. That was a great work I did, great things I've done, but I'm on to a greater work. And nothing, there's no need to try to showcase. Last but not least, they frequently complain that things aren't good enough. Contentment is key in a secure person. A secure person is content. Say, hey, man, a secure single is a person that's content in their singleness. A secured husband is, secured, is, is content with his marriage. A secure wife is content in her marriage. A, a secure parent is content with their children. Contentment is key. It, contentment is a sign of a person not insecure. Contentment is a sign of someone who's insecure. So if you're insecure about your singleness and you're insecure uh, about what the future may hold, then my friend, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna really find yourself in an insecure state. You got to be content with your single. Don't let God have someone better. The reason why uh, uh, you may be in the tent longer than you want to be is because you're not content. Like That's why God makes tents. Contentment is a tent. Think about that. Why a tent? Not a, a, a cunt house. <laughs> it's a, be, the guy didn't say be cunt house. It said be content. Because tents, contents can be packed up and moved. And so a content person says, you know what? This is temporarily. <laughs> I'm content because I know it's temporary. So I can pack up my tent anytime it go. But I'm cool here. But I'm not going to make a house where I should build a tent. So hope this was a blessing to you. And and and, and this these videos that I'm doing recently is about purpose and, and, and really making you think and examine the different things that may hinder purpose. And an insecure person can't be a person of purpose. And if you like if you're a person that says, man, coach, I'm insecure, man. I'm not secured in Christ. Like, like, like I'm not, I'm not even secure enough in him to even know what my purpose is. And I really want to find who I am in him. I really want to find uh, and identify myself in him because when I know him personally, I'll know myself personally and I'll know my purpose is. And, and if that's you, man, check out the link in my bio. I have a lot of resources for I have a book, my book, Multipurpose. My book, Multipurpose, be a great book for you. My book, uh, Counterfeit a Counterpart, not Counterfeit a Counterpart, Facts of the Films be a great book for you. And I have a challenge that I'm launching Monday. Monday, Define and Fulfill Your Purpose Challenge. If you want to be challenged into really being immersed in your purpose and really know your purpose and fulfill all your purposes at a high level and really be a person that's positioned themselves to hear well done and you want to eradicate the feelings of being unfulfilled, you want to eradicate um, the feelings of uncertainty and you really want to be a person of purpose and that you are able to be a person that can position your family for generational wealth and inheritances, Man, check out that challenge. I'll be glad to serve you five days. Go to mycoachjosh.com. Click the challenge tab. Link in my bio as well and see how I can serve you there. Also, check out our communities. We have communities, group coaching communities for the summer and also group coaching uh, depending on how life is in the fall and winter. I'm going to keep that going no matter what. But uh, find yourself. I got singles group coaching, couples group coaching, entrepreneurial group coaching. And if you need one-on-one coaching, say, coach, I need to talk to you personally. I can't be around all these people. Community is important, so you might want to join the community as well. But I want to get on the phone with you. Summer sessions are open now. I start Monday, and they fill up quick.
So get in there. Let me know what your budget is. Let me know what you can do. And I'll customize a coaching session for you. And, and we'll go from there. Um, but check out those communities. Check out uh, the challenge for next week. And let's get to work this summer. Let's find our purpose. Let's fulfill our purposes at a high level. I got time for one or two questions. If not, I'm going to get up off here. Uh, a lot of people here. I'm going to wave. I'm going to wave. Also, if you're looking on YouTube, listening on my podcast, links in the description boxes, check it out. Or just simply go to mycoachjosh.com and take a look there at my home on the web. Time for one or two questions. If not, I'm going to get on up off here because i already been on YouTube. Where'd my water go? Oh, there it go. Lord is gracious. He is. Thank y'all so much for... And if you want to join me face-to-face, you can jump on my live if you want to. Let's talk. Let me see. I can answer your questions. You can do me. Fa- you can uh, do it face to face. You can submit your question and type it in the in the chat area. <clears throat> Give yourself some time to type. Let's see what we got here. <clears throat> also, check on YouTube. I just did a video, two very powerful videos, especially that first video. On sanctification and how to find the will of God for your life. Very powerful. Two videos there. I just finished part two today on YouTube. Answered a couple of questions there as well. If there's no more questions, wait about 10 more seconds. If not, I'm going to get up out of here. All right, Captain3202 says, how do you feel about dating a woman who's separated from her husband? If she ain't divorced, then that ain't that ain't what you need to be around. I, I would, listen, because... No matter how you feel about that person and no matter how that person has communicated their feelings towards you, they still love that man more than you. If they're separated, but they ain't divorced. And, and if you got to be very careful uh, just jumping into a relationship with someone that just exited one. Like a divorced person has to heal. Like you understand they don't went through two years, five years, 15 years of with someone. And there's a lot of ties in that. There's a lot of connecting points in that. And, and I wouldn't advise any man or woman to date someone who has recently divorced or has recently got a relationship because they need to heal. No matter how much they advertise, no matter how much they say they're happy, that they're not, that their relationship's not happening anymore. They still got habits. They still got a heart for that person. And for some, they still got a hope for that person. And you don't want to become somebody's band-aid. And you only got time to cover up somebody else's wound. And then you thinking that, that, see, that person wants you because you show something that that other person don't have. But that person is half of who they need to be. Because the other half, because when a man and a woman come together, husband and wife, they're joined together. They're one flesh. And so now when you separate them, half of their half now. And now in order for you to be what they got, now they got to become whole. And you can't hold them enough to make them whole. Only Jesus can, man. And so I wouldn't advise anyone to date someone um, who's separated from their husband. That's not wise, man, because they separate and not divorced. And even if they do get divorced, there's a little you got to walk in wisdom with that. And you, and you don't, do you want that baggage? Because no matter what, that man, that man still got a tie to that woman. That woman still tied to that man. That's dangerous, man. Just my thoughts. Oh, hey, Joe says, what about the people that identify with crystal, that, that do, they're identifying with demonic spirits? Demonic spirits are in those kind of things. That's why uh, the, the enemy knows uh, if I can get you caught up in the yoga. Now, I don't know too much about yoga, but zodiac signs and crystals and stuff like that. Man, you opening yourself up. Like when you play with the devil things, the devil will, will ring. 
If you play with the devil things, the devil will ring. And so, well, not devil, because the devil ain't everywhere. Demons will ring. You don't play with demon, demonic things, because demonic things will ring. And it will run rampant in your life. So, if you identify with those different things, then we'll see when, when something greater comes along. See, you want some, you want to become something greater, no matter how great the trial is, no matter how great the test is, you still, you still connect something greater. Because I promise you, them zodiac signs, those crystals, all that, yo, you can do all that all day long. But when them demons come... And when them trials come, and when the normal pains of life come, my friend, you won't find success with those things. Angel Baby says, Coach, I'm single, serving in a married people class. I feel the Lord has allowed me to serve there. It's for his honor and glory. Is that okay as a single person, or am I out of place? If God, no, because you said feel, you feel the Lord has allowed um, if you, if it's not, if it's not a, a burden or a temptation to you, like if it's not, if you're just serving and, and that's good to honestly, that's a good place to serve because you're around a bunch of married people. That's a good place to serve. And you can watch and observe how, how the, how the countenance of the wife, when the husband's around the countenance of the husband, when the wife's around and you can be able to find you a good seasoned couple to learn from so you can earn in a relationship and not burn in a relationship. But everything boils down to being led by the Holy Spirit, whether or not you should be there. And so as long as your heart is right and your habits are not affected and your hope is not affected negatively, then I think it's a good place um, to serve because you can learn so much about marriage. Like you, you never want to learn about something from people that's never been there. Nor do you want to learn from someone from someone who's been there, but they haven't been there long. You want to be there with some people who's who tested, tried and true. So I asked the Holy Spirit, that's what you want. If you're not feeling out, if you're not feeling like discontented with your singleness, if you're not feeling like uh, all these uh, butterfly feelings for marriage and is is making you lose sight on on your own carriage, like what are you carrying into the marriage? Then, my, then it's not it's not a bad thing. But if you begin to find yourself getting caught up in the idea of marriage and the idea of love, and it's distracting you from becoming an individual need to be for love, then you might want to take a break from it. If not, I think you're good. But check with the Holy Spirit. Love you. I got to go. Thank y'all so much for joining. Check out the links in my bio uh, or the description box watching on YouTube of of, of the, the the challenge to find your and fulfill your purpose challenge. Um, the different life work communities that I have. And if you need one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, summer session starts Monday. And I look forward to uh, serving you all. So get in there right now. Get get in there now because it's going to fill up. I'm letting you know right now. You heard it. It's going to fill up. And and, and, and and I can only do but so much with a wife and with a wife and daughter. You know what I'm saying? So get in there and get in there as quick as you can. Let me know what your budget is. You never know. You'll be on the phone with me by tomorrow. Not tomorrow. You'll be on the phone with me next week and I'll be there to coach you. But if you really want to really get a part of a community and get more uh, 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 support and, and just the outcomes of a maximizing your singing is the outcome of, of strong relationships and, and really doing entrepreneurship God's way. Get into one of my group group uh, coaching programs for the summer. We start with deconstructing the mindset uh, the week after next. We're going to be talking about mindset in all the communities and I'm excited about doing that. I right, love y'all. I got to go. I appreciate y'all for joining me. Peace.